Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-depth series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I am Tara. And this is episode number 23 of Podcast in Death. And uh, this episode, we are going to talk about the marriage rules. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was something that you didn't necessarily uh, suggest it, Jen, but I think that came from something that you had posted. I just, yeah, it wasn't anything. I know we said last week, it'll depend on what I'm ranting about, but it, I wasn't ranting. I just, <laughs> I stumbled upon a post about it in one of the Facebook groups and I thought, huh. That would be a fun podcast to do. So right. I have no rants about the marriage rules. I think they are solid for the most part. I think they're fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, um, I mean, it makes sense that somebody like Eve is very rules oriented. I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She needs rules. Definitely. Yeah. I so think it's also, though, like, yes, a thousand percent that. But also just in general, Eve is a person who doesn't have a history of past relationships. So she needs to like categorize how she navigates through this relationship. You know, like she doesn't think of these things. She has to tell herself this is a rule. You know, she, that's why she makes up. That's why she has these rules to remind herself, no, this is actually a thing I have to do instead of ignoring things that you kind of assume you should do in a relationship. And that's what I love about Eve having her rules. It's so fun. I was thinking about that earlier. I thought, you know, yeah, you know, most people that get married in their thirties have had at least one serious relationship prior to that. Right. And so they kind of like work certainly had. And so, you know, I think she was just in a different you know, she's just kind of an outlier in that regard. And she doesn't understand how relationships work. Yeah. You know, so, well, especially romantic relationships. I think she kind of knows how friendship works, but I think she's, I think she's figuring it out. Like, I think that's why the marriage rules are so important to this story and to who she is and whether or not she can um, apply them to her other relationships. I think that that's also there, but yeah, I think that this is just part of her figuring out this new situation that she's in. That's still, I mean, they're still, what, how many years into their marriage are we in this most recent? Almost three. So It'll it's be not three. like they've been together forever, you know? So, yeah, I think that's just yeah. part of how Eve needs to function right. in this relationship right. and feel like she's doing what she needs to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Agreed. So what I've done is I've actually created a wiki page for the marriage rules. Y'all need to check it out. (laughs) So then we have a compiled list of what Eve's marriage rules are. So I thought we'd just go through them. I love it. Discuss them a little bit. Perfect. So um, rule number one came from Portrait and Death when Rourke went to Ireland, but he said he didn't need Eve with him and... And uh, she's kind of like not sure what to do about it. Uh, she, she's at a bar talking to Feeney about it. And, uh, you know, should he have, should she have gone? Should she not have gone? And, and uh, then she says to Feeney, I'll have to tell him I told you. I think that's one of those marriage rules. 
So rule number one is you need to tell your spouse when you talk about your relationship to somebody else. Yes. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking to, especially about something that personal, mm-hmm. right. You know, I mean, if you're just talking about is him being a dumbass, you know, or whatever, that's one yeah. thing. But my spouse is not remembering to wash the dishes or whatever. Right. Right. You don't have to tell him every single time you mention something like that. But in this case where she's telling Feeney something that's deeply personal to work. um, Yeah. That's, that's something you need to discuss for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Rule number two is from that same conversation. And this is from Feeney's uh, point of view. When Feeney tells Eve, one of those marriage rules is if one of you is in pain or in trouble, you're not in it alone. You, right. you suffering here, him there, that doesn't work for either of you. Yeah, so, right. Another good one. Yeah. Ru- yeah. So, like rule said, number they're two. All good, they're all good, solid rules, man. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, rule number three is uh, from Origin and Death. One of my favorites. Um, Can't wait to get to it. Rourke is uh, out of town, apparently. (laughs) Whenever it is, Rourke's out of town. Exactly. And um, it says, maybe she missed her husband. It wasn't a crime. In fact, it was probably one of those marriage (laughs) rules. Yes. To miss your spouse while they are away. It absolutely is a rule. (laughs) (laughs) So that is rule number three. If you don't, there's a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. Rule number four. So I have a rule number four and a rule number four B because um, they kind of go hand in hand. And they're also in the same kind of uh, place in in the books. Uh, So rule number four is if you're going to be late, you contact your spouse and let them know. And rule four B is let your spouse know when you're heading home after being late. So she's mentioned that one a couple times in the books. A couple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More than once, yeah. More that was once. actually one of the Twitter comments we got was they let each other know when they're going to be late. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of important. Yeah. It's important, you know. Yeah, because you don't want, especially I feel like for Eve, once she figures this out, I think she gets it that Rourke worries when she's late. Maybe right. he doesn't necessarily express that every single time. But, you know, I think she's finally got to the point where she's, understands that he worries every time she leaves the house. Yeah. And so if she's going to be late, she needs to call him and let him know, hi, I'm still alive. You know? Right. This one definitely <laughs> is like a thing she has to, had to adjust to. Like she didn't have to tell anyone she was coming home late. You know, right. She just would work all the time and there wasn't anyone wondering where she was. Right. Which is probably why it's, you know, <laughs> I think one of the most brought up things in the series, especially the first half, where she's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, I need to re- remember to tell Rourke this. Or, you yeah. know, she doesn't yeah. remember or she starts to and she keeps getting interrupted. I forget which book that is where she's literally like interrupted three times while she's trying yeah. to tell him she's running late. Because, yeah, because then something happens, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, what book is that? Well, we'll get there because we read these books. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so um, rule number five is if you're going to host a briefing where you've promised to provide food, <laughs> you contact your spouse and let them know. 
That's a specific type of marriage rule that does not apply to any of us. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it kind of does, I suppose. Yeah, you call and say, hey, I'm bringing somebody home for dinner or we're going to have. I just, I love, I love that it's to host a briefing. It makes me smile. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, a host a briefing, but also he's going to be the one providing the food. Also, by the way, you've got to either like order a bunch of food or you've got to have Somerset make it all for us. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think anybody really can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Regard. They have a very specific, yeah, that's a very specific to even Rourke marriage rule. I love it. Right. Exactly. So um, rule number six, and I'm taking this directly from what Eve said. uh, You take my stuff, I'll take yours. So this came, you, this came from um, thankless in death. Mm -hmm. Uh, The situation was that, you know, uh, she had come home and she had, you know, told him about her crappy day. And um, then she asked him, you know, did you have a thing mess up in the universe of Rourke? And it says he smiled at her, tapped the dent in her chin. You could say. And she said, what? And he said, not important, especially since I see we have champagne. And she says, no, you take my stuff. I take yours. And he said, marriage rules. And she said, that's right. So, I think this is huge growth for Eve, honestly, yeah. Um, because, yeah, there was a time that she wouldn't have even bothered to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she'd have been like, well, whatever, onto her own. Right. Problem. Just bitched about her day and just assumed yeah. that he handled his in the way he handles everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Next rule. Number seven, your spouse should put up with your visiting relatives. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Unless the visiting relatives suck. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously, but yeah. But it, these works relatives are lovely. So yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. So Eve does not need yeah. to. Uh, yeah, that's an easy one for Eve because they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Rule number eight is you should tell your spouse if you invite someone over, even if it is work. So this one came from Concealed. Concealed, yeah. Yep. She uh, invited the Miras over and she was going to consult with uh, with Mira on something, but she hadn't told Rourke. So she said she'd better err on the side of caution and she sent him a text. Yeah, that leads into that adorable scene where Rourke realizes her crush on Mr. Mira. Right. And they, they discuss and he's like, I think I could take him. <laughs> <laughs> Which could. I love. Yeah. I love the idea of Rourke pounding on Mr. Mira or Eve. Not that he ever would, but I think it's Oh, yeah, so no. Weird. I think it's so cute. Yeah. Oh, and I think he's so charmed by that whole thing. Well, the yeah. Fact that Eve has a crush on Dennis Mira. As, as we all are. I, I Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Because we all kind of have a crush on Dennis Mira. Yes. Well, yeah. Who doesn't, right? Yeah. It's true. Actually, you know, to go off topic just a little bit, um, you know, in one of the Facebook groups, they were discussing Mr. Mirror fan casting and somebody brought up Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> That's almost perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't hate it. I will watch Tom Hanks do anything. You know, he's adorable and he can play that kind of befuddled, baffled, but still smart mm-hmm. character. Yeah. You know? 
And yeah, I could dig that very much. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw um, the Mr. Rogers movie that he did. I did. I did. It was so oh, good. That was fantastic. So good. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm not. Yeah, mad that's that what somebody said. They said, you know, the actual Mr. Rogers is dead. So uh, we go with the next best thing. There you go. <laughs> and yeah. that's Tom Hanks. So. Yep. <laughs> he's not necessarily America's dad, but he's like America's uncle, right? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like, I like, like America. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's a national treasure, and he should be protected at all costs. Truth. Agreed. As is Mark Hamill. Yes. Agreed. That's my Agreed. opinion. Agreed. National treasure. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> do you guys watch Big Bang Theory? Mm-hmm. I do. I haven't watched it recently. The episode where, uh, well, it, I mean, it's over. It's been mm-hmm. over for a couple of years, but. Right. Um, <laughs> The episode where Howard finds his dog and his dog is named Bark Hamill. <laughs> I love it. I laugh every single time. I'm like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing ever. Because <laughs> he's like, because he opens the door and he's like, oh, Bark. And Howard's like, your dog's name is Bark? Yeah, yeah, the fans named him. Your dog's name is Bark Hamill. <laughs> well, yeah. I love it. Of course it is. So. Rule number nine, holding your spouse at the end of the day is necessary. Mm, yeah. Well, that's yeah, a Rourke rule. That's obviously a Rourke rule. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. That would not be an Eve rule, but that's a Rourke mm, rule. No. But yeah. Yeah. No. Rourke is much more touchy-feely than she is, even though I think she's getting there too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You definitely has moments where you're like, oh, she's she really needs to have that contact. And she's yeah. recognizing that in herself. Um, yeah. And that was not where, how she was before, but you know, that's and part of their growing. I do think people can be completely touch starved and not even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And I think Eve was one of those people. Yeah. And then when she started getting that physical contact. She realized how much she needs it. Yeah. So it's true. So rule number 10 really isn't a, a marriage rule, but I put it in anyway because I liked it. And, you know, I'm just kind of inferring what it is. So rule number 10 is if you have any children, there are a whole new set of rules to learn. Rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have, you know, they, they talk about that at one point. And he said, uh, what is your worry that will raise cops or cr- criminals or the two trusting? And she said, I don't have a clue. But just for instance, who will remember to say no more fizzies? What if I want one? <laughs> or no more pizza for dinner again when, come on, why the hell not? <laughs> I agree oh, with her. <laughs> I love that, yeah. I mean, truth. Hashtag fact. Right. So. And you finally get to be a grown-up and do whatever you want. And then you got little kids that you're the, like, okay, now I, now I have to set an example. And I can't have pizza or fizzy instead right. of, it, you know, if yeah. I tell them I can't and I'm sitting here doing it, that's not okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with her. Totally. That sounds terrible. I used to say, <laughs> I used to say, the only reason why I shouldn't have children is because I would encourage them to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Eat all the sugar. Well, I used to I used to help with like the little tiny kids choir um, back probably about 15 years ago now when I went to the same church as my ex-husband. And there was this one kid in the group who, you know, was like 
20 something now so who was such a little asshole but he was also funny as hell and i was like i can't be here because i'm just gonna laugh at him and encourage him (laughs) i know the type i I do that's eve (laughs) yeah yeah that is that is difficult that is a difficult part of parenting yeah when they do something you want to laugh at it but you can't (laughs) yeah yeah I have many stories like that. (laughs) All right. So rule number 11, your spouse has to deal with your moods again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And that's a, that's kind of a given. Yeah. That's an Eve thing. If you get married without knowing that you shouldn't get married. I mean, honestly. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of people that need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, Everybody has moods, right? I mean, yep. if you can't deal with somebody's moods, then you're fucking stupid. <laughs> the bad ones. Just so saying. I, I, I'm seeing now that I miss um, misnumbered. I'm going to have to go back and renumber. I have two oh. number 11s. Oh, well. But this is, so this is technically number 12. Uh, sometimes compromises have to be made, which is, I think... Probably rule number one, or it's yeah, you know, I mean, it's a it's a pretty big one. I mean, yeah, and yeah, the one the quote you have listed here is pretty simplistic as far as that goes, but it's also, I mean, it's pure truth, right. you know. I mean, it's one of those things that he's making dinner while she's setting up her board, right? And right because of that, yeah. she's not going to get pizza. She's going to get something good for that should work the same way and for anything. Yeah, they. Should. doing should yeah should yeah <laughs> not always but should right in any situation in any relationship that's a you know yeah, yeah. making compromises is a big deal huge deal rule number 13 when you invite a complete stranger to stay at your home you must tell your spouse first <laughs> yeah that's a good plan i mean that should be completely obvious to anybody but i mean yeah sometimes eve Eve just doesn't think that way and maybe this is the where you think trying to think of a book where she was trying to text him and she kept getting interrupted i want to say it was an earlier book than this one Hmm. i don't think it was this one although she may have been interrupted in this this one but then forgot but it wasn't the one that tara mentioned i know exactly which one she's talking about i just can't think of which book it is yeah um yeah, I think this one she started to once and then completely forgot about it after that. Right. Yeah. And he comes home and here's this strange man. Yeah. In Eve's office. Right. So. And just. <laughs> Which I and like that well, character. And it's a shame we'll probably never see him again. Yeah. 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 I, I like I mean, when she creates characters that we do enjoy and I'm like and we we won't see them again because it's important to the story but we do get to like revisit them during a reread and we're like oh yeah this person that's yeah, really nice yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you I know like and the, well the thing is you can't just you every character can't be a recurring character and it's right. it's, it's too bad right. but yeah i mean and it's just i mean he lives where what alabama or right. arkansas or whatever and yeah so i mean we'll never see him again but um right. yeah i liked him a lot and that's a hard, that's a hard read that book in particular. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have a you know a bright spot in it. No surprise there, but that's a Rourke rule, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. one we can't blame I mean, him for. Right. We cannot blame him for that. Yeah, no. So he says, if and when you've the inclination to host a complete stranger to me, you don't forget to let me know as the next time I might stun first, ask questions later. I'm firm on that one. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't blame him. No. no. Um, rule number 14. I'm going to say, I mean, this is, this is an Eve. This is probably one. Eve is probably the only one that has this yeah. rule, but. Uh, don't yeah, embarrass your everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be uh, like, yeah, I kissed my wife at work. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, rule number fourteen: don't embarrass your spouse at work by kissing them. Yes. So that is, I mean, yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a solid rule. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like. You know, just in fiction in general. I don't, you know, I think we talked about this right. last week or the week before. Like, yeah. you just, it's so inappropriate to, like, Peabody and McNabb and their makeout sessions. And, I, like, well, you're, at, you're at work. I understood right? that. Like, yeah, they shouldn't yeah. be doing, I mean, they were, they were doing a little bit more than making out. Almost, <laughs> just a know. little. And I, yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I do think she takes it a little, like, to the extreme like come on like right. he gave you a kiss goodbye before he left your office i mean it's not that big a deal but <laughs> well yeah. in this case i liked how this book put it because um it said that he wanted to you know he'd have kissed her actively longed to but he understood there were marriage rules on either side so he just yeah, flicked a finger down well, yeah yeah <laughs> He knows so, that she doesn't like that. So he's getting used to the marriage rules also. Yeah. Um, rule 15. Sometimes you have to get dressed up and go to fancy events with your spouse, even though you don't want to. And complaining about it, even to yourself, violates this rule. <laughs> so good. You know, here's where I'm kind of like, you know, I, and I know I've said I've got so many things that where Eve just drives me crazy. But mm. this one, I actually get it. Yeah. Because I'm a person. I hate, I, yes. you know, I don't mind every great once in a while getting up, dressed up and going out. But the number of times they have to do it, I feel like, fuck, I just want to be in my sweats watching TV. Like, I don't want to be doing this. Right. So I, well, I get the energy. Like Eve has to do it probably way more than anyone else. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I said, I mean I don't think anybody minds getting dressed up and going out every you know every couple months or whatever. But I right. think they have to do it a lot. Yeah, and I totally get where she's just like, oh fuck this, this sucks. <laughs> but you know, like you have to consider who your spouse is. Right. No. 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 I get it. I get it. And yeah, and she's doing a great job, not complaining about it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, but I totally get where she's coming from on that. <laughs> like, like, dude, I'm with you. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Give I me mean, my bag it, of chips and Diet Coke and let me binge Netflix, man. Exactly. But I liked how they, you know, in this particular book, um, this is uh, Echoes. You know, she's trying, it's saying that she's trying not to complain. You know, and instead she said, you know, it's okay. It was okay. And he says, you hated nine out of every 10 minutes in there. <laughs> so he <laughs> understands. So great. You know, yeah, he totally gets it. And he appreciates she does it for him, which yeah. is good. So rule 16, and this is another probably, you know, very exclusive to even Rourke. 
You need to consult your spouse before making any major decision like inviting your partner to use your Mexican villa. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't think any of us have a Mexican villa unless you guys are holding out on me. (laughs) Uh, Not having you invited me, but all right. You need to consult your spouse before making any major decision. That's a good, that's a good rule. Yes. That is a very good rule. Now, let's see. This is here's another one that has a part part A and a part B to it. Uh, Rule number 17 is uh, you don't keep secrets or hold back information from your spouse. And uh, somebody on Instagram mentioned that as as their favorite rule because it's true. I mean, you really shouldn't. Um, I put a 16 B in there because, uh, rule 16 B is if you bugger the rules over one thing, you'll start buggering them over the next. And that's something Eve said to Rourke. Rourke, Yeah. Because he told her he didn't care, you know, bugger the marriage rules over this is what he said. So here's my thing on this. I feel like in that instance, that wasn't Eve's story to tell. Right. So the fact that she knew is kind of, I mean, yeah, I, I don't blame her for not telling him. Yeah. So I know that's kind of been a discussion in the fandom. Like, why wouldn't she tell him? She shouldn't have kept that secret. And it's like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, it isn't her. Right. It's not her story to tell. That is Somerset's story to tell. And right. she, she, the fact that she knew, it doesn't mean she's keeping a secret from work. It means she's keeping Somerset's confidence. Right. Right. You know, so I mean, I, I get it. I, so I have no issues with that at all. Right. But I do, I do get what she's saying in the part B of this, you know, if you essentially, if you blow off one marriage rule, then you'll start, you know. Right. And I can see where she would feel. Mm hmm. Where she mm-hmm. would feel some guilt for keeping it from him. Right. I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm just saying that I don't think anyone else should blame her, including Rourke, which he doesn't. Well, he doesn't at all. Yeah. He's, no, as a matter of fact, he says that he's kind of baffled by that He would be really pissed at her yeah. once he found out that she knew. And I'm like, I don't think he will. No. Because I think he understands that, that it's not her story. Right. And she didn't really have any right to tell him. Right. So... So I'm glad that played out the way I always hoped it would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I like being right. <laughs> Good job, Nora. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, rule number 18, your spouse should have your back and you should have theirs. I mean, yeah. That's, and I think that is a very solid, like that should go near the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And backs are, they, they make it, you know, yeah. I think that is a very, very solid rule. Yeah. I mean, I was putting in order of, uh, of book appearance, really. No, I know. I get it. <laughs> you're right. It should go, you know, at the top. I mean, they are ride or die for each other. Yeah. That's a good relationship on that. Yeah. Right. Happens. So rule number 19, when you have a fight with your spouse, there must be makeup sex after. And that's a Rourke rule. I mean, that's very obvious. Yeah, of course. Very obviously a Rourke rule. Very very Rourke. You're the one with the marriage rules. Yeah. (laughs) There must be a notation on makeup sex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if not, write it down. Oh, I love it. 
rule number 20, don't stomp on your spouse's seriously please before you've even found out what it was. So, um, I think it was, let's see, this was in golden and he was, uh, he was happy about something and she was having, you know, she had had a difficult day, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, she didn't want to, you know, be the downer because she knew he was, he was happy about something or he was very pleased about something. And so she had yeah. to kind of suck it up and let him, you know, have let him moment. be happy. Yeah. Let him be happy. That I, I must can. say that that's a rule that I have to learn sometimes. Yeah. And I yeah. get that. I mean, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, our own moods right. tend to take precedence. And yeah, sometimes you just got to let the other person be happy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. it's rough. Uh, rule number 21, you're required to worry about your spouse when applicable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's another one that's like kind of duh. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> And this is, you know, rule number 22 came from Feeney, really. Yeah. And it actually, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with number 21. It, it's the same book, right? It wasn't right. those both from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when Eve was trying to navigate that whole thing. So. Right. So Feeney says pulling out wife shit is within the marriage rules if you stretched it just enough. <laughs> And I just love this. Like, he's like, just pull out some wife shit. And she's like, what wife shit? You know, he's smarter and stronger and whatever other crap you need to toss in. <laughs> so good. I love this exchange so much. I also yeah. love that Eve tries to, like, she's trying to mold some of her marriage rules around the things that she learns from Feeny because that's mm-hmm. the person she's closest to who has an established marriage, you know, right. and it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just- I was, I was cackling out loud. <laughs> I love that that came from, yeah, like you said, like that came from Feeney. Right. I mean, and I'm not shocked that that came from Feeney. No. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's, that's why it works every goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's just a great scene that shows how alike even Feeney are. Right. Yeah. But uh yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. It absolutely is. <laughs> White <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> Thanks, Feeny. Okay. I, I that's all I have for the marriage rules. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be more down the road. Right. Yeah. Eve's still working on that. So we'll have yeah. more in the future. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. And Rourke's also still working on it. Right. Rourke's jumped in the game and he's like, okay. I think, you know, he kind of, he kind of makes a joke out of it, but I think he, yeah, I think he kind of gets it too. Right. I mean, yeah, because that's easy. That's something he needs. Well, you know, you can take something like, you know, when you fight with your spouse, there must be makeup sex after and go like, oh, well, that was just jokey Rourke or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's solid advice. I mean, the, you hear yeah, that all the yeah. time from people that don't sure. don't go to bed mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's kind of the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's the marriage rules. Um, and I feel like this is a really short podcast. <laughs> what else do we need that to happens. talk about? <laughs> it, it does happen, you know, and that's fine. You know, I mean, after we them to two hours last week. Oh Maybe God, they right. Well, yeah. break. next week's probably going to be long because it's witness, right? No, it's, 
Yes, yeah. That was Aiden's right. first book, wasn't it? It was who? What? Was Jay, was that your first book? That was my first book. And so what I'm trying to do is, uh, <laughs> so I've done this several times because I, you know, I'm trying to read it in, in, and think of myself reading it without knowing the characters. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I, you know, obviously thought that Rourke was a dick. So reading right. it without knowing the characters, what, what situations happened that I thought you know, might be that situation that I thought, oh, this guy's a dick. So every once yeah. in a while I have a notation where I've, where I've highlighted and then I've just put a, a note of dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Is this what I thought he was a dick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't because now. Cause actually, I caught myself actually, cause you said that I've actually caught myself like, okay, I guess I could see where she would think he was a dick here right <laughs> couple times because there was one time i think and we'll talk about it on the on the you know when we do the pot but there was one time when she said you know um they were going to go look at a, a scene or mm-hmm. they were going to go to the apartment of one of the victims or something and she said just don't don't get in my way or don't you know do any funny yeah. business and he thinks in his head like well he's going to do that anyway but oh right yeah. and i and i thought that's one of those notations i made where i said dick <laughs> what kind of that's a dick that just listen to her she's asking yeah. you know not to just don't like yeah. you know i don't know oh um so uh and and we've talked about maybe doing this as a um as a podcast in the future like a podvel in the future but um i got an email from linda forsberg and she says, uh, first of all, just found your podcast and today enjoyed your banter and comments. Wondering if any of you have read Entranced by Nora Roberts, Mel and Sebastian seem very familiar to Eve and Rourke. Maybe a trial run? Mm. I mean, it's been years since I read Entranced, so yeah. I can't really speak to that i i feel like i i remember thinking at the time that yeah, yeah. sebastian seemed work like i think i want to say i read it pre in death i read mm-hmm. it before i read the in death book i feel like it was a pre in death book yes no i know it was written and published before but i think i feel like i read it before i started reading the in death book right mm-hmm. So it wouldn't like I that comparison wouldn't have jumped out at me while I was reading it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So because I know it's sacrilege in this fandom, but I'm not a huge fan of the Donovans and I'm not a huge fan of the McGregor. <laughs> so that's um, your unpopular I, I opinion. Huh? That's your unpopular opinion. My other one is, is that I hate the book Montana Sky. I hmm. hate it. So, yeah, come at me. <laughs> here we go <laughs> um but yeah that's like on everybody's favorites list they love it yeah uh but yeah so it's been years since i read that book so i can't really but we did talk about maybe reading those again just to compare right that and one and and night shadow night yeah shade. because i i i answered her back and i said you know you need to look at night shadow um mm-hmm. and and see what you think there but also um, so Night Shadow for Rourke, mm-hmm. but also the the one I was quoting, so we were getting yeah. messages back and forth. The one I was quoting from before was n- Night Nightshade. Not Nightshade. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Where And I did love those. I I'm I'm totally up for a reread of those. 
Yeah. I loved, I loved that series. That's one of the very few of the category series I loved. I love the Night Tales books and I love the, I love the Stanislavski's. Give me those hot Russians every day. <laughs> um, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, so yeah, we might have so, to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. And Tara may have to read a Nora Roberts book. Sorry. <laughs> we might have to. We or might have to. Oh man. Okay. I think you might like them. They're actually, you know, look at it as reading like an archetype of the in-depth books. Oh. <laughs> I mean, because I'm not against reading other things. I just. <laughs> they're set in New York and it's cops. And I mean. Well, uh, they, they're actually not set in New York. No, they're not. They're no, set, what right. is the name? What is, what did she name it? Like, I don't remember. It's some, it's some like, yeah. so totally. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but, remember either but yeah i'm gonna have to look it up because it was just yeah it's just like oh really like that's the name that you picked for this place that they why didn't you just say new york but um yeah hang on a second i'm i'm gonna pull it up because i need to know now sorry yeah no i really really love that series i think yeah it's it's a good series it's very early '90s romance, but it's also grittier than most of them okay. are. So yeah, there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of elements that are very similar to In Death and um, very yeah. the, characters, the characters are fun. Yeah, a lot of banter, a lot of talk about things that happened in the early '90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them. One of one of the heroes is a re, is a radio DJ. Yes. No. The, 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 the no. The heroine. Is. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a lot of uh, reference to musical history and yeah, yeah. It's a good series. I like it. That's why I like it. Urbana. Urbana. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So it's yeah, we'll have to. Well, yeah, sure. maybe over break, we'll have yeah. to make Tara read those. Yeah, we'll that, that'll be fun. We'll see, so. we'll see what I, I should probably maybe start now. Jesus, it is speech and debate season. There are four or five of them, right? Yeah. And they're fun. category romances. They're like a they're short page yeah. and they're easy reads. It's not like <laughs> it's not like you're going to be reading right. a huge thing. But it right. is speech and debate season. So I have no, a lot of time. So. That is true. It is. Um, but we are going to be taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know whether we've already announced this, but we're going to be taking a break and it's going to start somewhere in December. Um, and we've got um, already some shows that we've already taped. Uh, yes. taped. So we, <laughs> we would like to take a little bit of time off right. to enjoy the holidays. Yeah. So, um, of course, it's going to be coronavirus. So, uh, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, but um, COVID, so we things might not change at all, and we might regret taking a break and want to do them anyway. <laughs> well, no, we won't regret it. But um, yeah, so we'll take a few weeks off, and we've got some some shows planned. So um, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I feel like we're like ending so early on this one. Yeah, no, I think. Um, what do we got? Unless we got? you know, the other thing we could do. And Tara mentioned it earlier, like, you know, we have our brand new list of uh, fan questions. We could always ask each other. We could. The fans. Oh, that would be, that um, would be fun. something fun. So we yeah. have, uh, thought about doing some fan profiles. 
um, on the show and we came up with a set of a dozen questions that we're going to be asking fans when we do their profile. And so, but we thought about, you know, asking them to each other first mm-hmm. to test them out. Yeah. So. I say you just, I say you give us the questions and we all three answer them at the same time all right. or not at the same time, but one at a time. Right. So then the first question is, what was the last book you read? And, you know, we're reading in death. So it's, I feel like that's all <laughs> I read. in death. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. let's just say not in death. Oh, I think the last one I read before we started all this, because it's really the only thing I've been reading okay. is in death. So, um I think the last one I read was, uh, what's the name of it? Song of, song of snakes, song of snakes and the, the Hunger Games prequel. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, which was, yeah, I have thoughts, but okay. <laughs> I will keep them to myself. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> So I, I did, I mean, cause when this whole, um, Rourke and Eve prototype, um, question came up on the show the last time mm-hmm. I did go through and I read uh, night shadow. Oh, okay. So I, I think so that was the last thing you read. <laughs> I think that was the last one I read that wasn't in death. Yeah. Okay. Um, I read Andrew Rannell's, um, memoir. Oh, um, I actually got, um, my friend is a librarian and she got me one of the like, um, copy advanced. Copies. Yeah. Before it was actually really nice. Um, so I have an illegal copy of it. Um, <laughs> that's not illegal. That's, I mean, it's an advanced reader copy. It's yeah. not, that's not illegal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, her, it's like his autobiography. Nice. Yeah. I actually need to, I want to pick up, uh, Michael J. Fox's and, uh, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey both just put out memoirs that I'd like to read. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a memoir and um, uh, like autobiographies. I prefer autobiographies over biographies. Uh, oh, me too. I will also me too. reread and reread over and over again. Um, David Sedaris's work. Oh, love him. So <laughs> love him. But that is the most recent thing I finished was um, I think it's called too much is not enough. Yeah. Is Andrew Reynolds' autobiography? Yeah, nice. All right. Yeah, I. The other thing I tried to read Fifty Shades, as you know, and I just couldn't get. Right. Yeah, you couldn't. God bless you. Couldn't get <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for taking one for the team, and we do I, not blame you at all for not finishing. No. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So, no. okay, let's get to the next question here. You could say that in the in-death world, Rourke has a monopoly on several things. When you play Monopoly, what piece do you choose? Top hat. Top hat? Top hat. My answer is the same as Caitlin's, the dog. The little Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I do the Scotty dog. And uh, sometimes I'll do the race car okay. or the boot. Yeah. For some reason, I really like the boot too. The boot's cute. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to do a top hat because everybody wanted to be the dog. And I'm like, I don't want to be the same as you guys. You guys are stupid. <laughs> thanks jen (laughs) that was was just me always wanted to be like something different be the individual like this is the person that changed the spelling of her name in like third grade because there were literally i think eight other jennies 
mm. in my class. Yeah. Either nine. Because Jennifer was the most common name of the year I was born. Right. And I give my mom so much shit about it. And she's like, you were born in January. So nobody had that name then. Well, like, whatever. Okay, well. But yeah, I changed the spelling of my name from J-E-N-N-Y to I-E. And then I got into high school and it was still, you know, because I went to, I, I grew up about a half an hour north of Grand Rapids. And then, um, you know, we moved here when I was I don't know, 10, 11. So I went to middle school and high school in a different school district. Right. And there were still 10 Jen, Jennies in my class. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to start going by Jen. And I ha- I've gone by Jen ever since because nobody else goes by Jen. Okay. They, all go to, they all go by Jenny right. or Jennifer. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and there's that. Um, so let's see. The next question is uh, In the books, Eve and Rourke eat a lot of pizza. What pizza topping best represents you? That's easy for me. Black olives and sausage. Why? Because they're unusual and tasty. <laughs> and a little bit spicy. And a little spicy. <laughs> I, mean, I hate questions like that so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sorry like, about that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not good at questions yeah. like that either. Um, whenever I get to choose the pizza topping, and by that I mean when I'm literally forced to because I'm a I'll eat anything kind of person, um, my go-to is always banana peppers and mushrooms. Right. Oh. Those are those are like a nice, I don't know, they, they add a nice unique flavor to if you're just used to just having like pepperoni or cheese pizza and I'm yeah. kind of unique. That was a really lame answer. And no, that no, was a perfect, perfect answer. answer. This is the kind of shit that I, <laughs> that I say. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. Um, I feel for me it's mushrooms because, you know, <laughs> mushrooms kind of like to, you know, be in the dark. <laughs> like they grow like, you know, they're very... Valid. Yeah, they're they're kind of hermits of the uh yeah, yeah that's that's legit. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like I'm a mushroom. We know from Immortal that Rourke sings in the shower. Do you sing in the shower? Oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I do not. <laughs> also, I must say I don't sing in the shower, I sing in the car. Also there. I do both. And that's something yeah. I don't even think Caitlin knows. I do both. And like my, my mom and my cousin and I, and my aunt, we used to, every summer we took a road trip to Frankenmuth and my cousin and I would be in the backseat singing the entire way. And it's like two hours, both ways. (laughs) I used to drive my aunt crazy. My mom didn't care. My mom would join (laughs) right in because my mom does the same thing. But here's my poor aunt who, God bless her. I miss her every day she's just yeah she's just like you too for god's sakes and if you know if you know back in the day we didn't have serious radio or anything like that so you know you'd lose the radio station halfway through halfway there and we're just we just start singing random random songs like ask us to do american pie we can do the entire song (laughs) and so yeah so yeah yeah oh yeah I sing both. Both. Okay. I'm not good at it, but I do. All right. <laughs> I think that's a no-brainer for Tara. Oh yeah. Sing in the shower, yes. Yeah. Sing in the car, yes. Yes. <laughs> Singing people Absolutely. don't want to hear it. Yes. <laughs> Just. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. 
Um, Rourke has any number of cool futuristic gadgets. What gadget from the in-death world would you most want to have today? Oh, we talked about this when we did the technology one. Yeah. Kara wasn't on that one. Though. No. Yeah. No, I want a drying tube. Mm-hmm. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's auto chef for me. I, I want that drying tube, man. I hate rubbing myself down with cotton and... <laughs> You still don't get all that. You still don't get all the moisture and you, you know, and you got to pull your pants on and your legs are still a little wet. And yeah, just give me that drying tube. <laughs> I love it. I want problem. It. I, yeah. I want, especially like in this COVID time, I want hollow technology. Mm. I want to be able yeah. to like yeah. hollow yeah. into my friend's house and be with them, but not. Right. That, that would be amazing. amazing. Oh, oh, that's time. a great answer. That is and a also great answer, then, yeah. Also, not even just with COVID, but just like to see other people who are far away. You know. Right. What is your most controversial opinion? <laughs> I have so many. Right. <laughs> I feel like I never, I, like I have some and then they're just somewhere in the back of my brain. The first thing that's jumping to my mind because Steve and I were watching Modern Love is I don't like Anne Hathaway. 95% of the time. Oh, I can't stand her. I don't yeah. find her to be a great actress. Um, although she's yeah. cute in like, I don't know, like in some things, but mostly whatever. Her performances that people praise her for, I think are terrible. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I just said I can't stand her. I didn't mean it. I, I do like her. I just don't think she's a great actor. Yeah, I want her to do Princess Diaries all the time. Like that's that's her genre. Yeah, but yeah, like, get right. her out of action movies. Like I don't like and oh yeah, yeah I did not like this Catwoman. She yeah. was terrible in Les Mis. Like that, not good in Les Mis. Um, huh. I mean, I think her performance was okay in Les Mis. Nope. I don't think it deserved the praise it got. Tara's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nope, nope, not even a little bit. Nope. You're, you're a musical theater person, but I, it yeah, wasn't even I, that. It, it was just, I, I don't know. Part of it was maybe the direction too. I also am very critical of musical movies. Um, I, you know, I uh, feel like yeah. Russell Crowe was a lot worse than she was. Um, see, here's the thing. I disagree. Russell Crowe acted his fucking face off. He didn't well, no, I think, well. he, I think he did a pretty good job too. He cannot sing to save right. his fucking life. Right. Well, she at least tune. Yeah. But yeah, like that's my thing. Yeah. Is that that's what my that's my controversial opinion is that she I think she's praised for performances that I don't think are good, but I don't think she's terrible. I did really enjoy her in Devil Wars Prada and Princess yeah. Diaries. Yeah. Like I, there are things that I enjoy her in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you know, your your opinion on Russell Crowe in Les Mis, Jen, is just like my opinion of um, Gerard Butler in uh, Phantom of the Phantom. Opera. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I agree with that opinion. I, I mean, I, I didn't yeah. understand why he was cast at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a great actor. And maybe this I'm is my controversial opinion. I'm not that movie anyways. Yeah. I think they butchered the fuck out yeah. of it. And I'm not a and fan of the, it. The best part I, is I that adore Minnie Driver with every fiber of my being. She's one right. of my favorite I actors. Love her. And I I couldn't even buy her as Christine. Yeah. I just no. I, I it was just that bad. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean the whole thing, but the whole casting of Gerard Butler was just so wrong in so many ways. Yeah. And you know, I, I saw a um at the time there was somebody that did a review of that movie and it was like, they were being very snarky about it. And, uh, you know, there's that ending scene where he takes off his mask 
Yeah. And the person's like, oh, my God, he's slightly unattractive on one side. <laughs> <laughs> and I that's mean, what I want. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. I just didn't get it. But uh, my you're not a fan of his to begin with, though, right? I'm like not a fan of his. And yeah. it's I'm, it's so funny how like I, I've talked many times about this um, Irish language podcast that I listen to. And right. to listen to yeah, them, you like, talked about the P.S. I love oh, you thing. Yeah, dra- drag on yeah. him about P.S. I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah. it just, I, I, it makes me I love so that happy. movie. I love that movie so much. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. He, but he just did a, the worst Irish accent ever. Oh, yeah. Known to me. Oh, man. for sure. For sure. All right. So, question number seven Rourke has an unusual collection of weapons of war. What unusual collection do you have? Hmm. I collect a lot of weird things. Probably my custom pop collection oh. is the most interesting. Custom, one. like actual bottles of pop? No, not pop. Oh, not that kind oh of pop. pops. Okay. Pop. I was like, uh, yeah, because you say pop when you mean soda. Yeah, I do. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, I have, actually, they're right behind me. Um, I have several Funko Pops that are custom made as characters ah. that aren't made by that's Funko. awesome yeah yeah i have luca kovac and abby lock and abby lockhart of course <laughs> and i have garcia flynn right and yeah i have several that's so. fun i i yeah. have always been mad that funko never made uh, a keely uh funko pop from uh, the hobbit yeah but annoying <laughs> never made one and i'm really pissed about it so I could give you a hookup. Somebody that makes them, she might make I need one. Keely, and I also need a pole dark. I've seen other people. I have bet them. you she would make a pole dark. Oh yeah, She's other people have had them, so I I know they're out there. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. she she would make a pole dark easily. She makes she does a lot of kind of off brands, right? So I can give you a, give me a hookup for that. Yeah, I'll give you a hookup. She'll yeah, you just gotta give ask hookup, her. She'll please, yes, out. yeah, she'll figure it out and do it. I don't really have a like any kind of collection anymore. Um, when I was in junior high and high school, this is not shocking to anyone. Um, I collected rare Beatles memorabilia. I had, um, like I had old authentic signed, um, trading cards and things like that. Um, and I still have them there at my mother's house, but, um, and that was, you know, kind of a, a big deal. Actually, my senior year of high school, they did a spread in the yearbook about my Beatles collection. Wow. Which kind of awesome. cool. um, <laughs> I don't know where that is either, but yeah, but I don't really have anything that I'm collecting now. I mean, yeah, huh. <laughs> I'm not cool I, about uh, the collections right now. <laughs> I have, you know, no, no surprise to anybody. I, I have a, a small, record collection well i mean small for me a few hundred records and uh but what i've been collecting most recently is um colored vinyl i have a a collection of colored vinyl i also have a collection so um and this is this is going to sound very like you know enneagram five uh when i explain this to you all but um so back in the 80s they did a couple of albums came out that were um, laser etched vinyl. Ooh. And um, 
so I first saw it on Styx's Paradise Theater album. And on one side of the album, uh, it was laser etched and it was like a, a, a motif, like a, like you would see on an old theater, you know, like a couple of mm-hmm. angels or ladies coming up, you know. Um, you'd have to see it, but, um, the, uh, the thing about those was that they laser etched it on a side that was playable and it was oh. a very expensive process. It wasn't easy to do. So yeah. only maybe three or four albums were ever done that way. Hmm. And Styx's Paradise Theater is one, um, Split Ends, True Colors is another. And, uh, the soundtrack for the Superman movie, I, I don't know which one hmm. is another. And I have all three of those. That's awesome. Now they now they can do etched vinyl, but um, they can only do it on an unplayable side. So usually when okay. people do that now, they put out a two record collection oh, with yeah. you know, four sides, but one side is unplayable and it's got an etching right. on it. That's really cool. Um, and the only other thing that I, I don't know if you could call it a collection. Bath and Body Works used to have this fragrance that I really loved. It's, oh um, yeah, Japanese cherry yeah, blossom. Yeah, no, this is regular cherry blossom, not oh, Japanese. Okay. And oh, okay. uh, but it's discontinued. So every yeah. time I see they have a, a sale on their discontinued items, I buy a ton of these. Which cracks me up because yeah, they keep bringing because Juniper Breeze is my discontinued one. Right. I love. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, every time they have those, I'm like. <laughs> Well, if you're going to just bring them back for your discontinued sales, why did you discontinue right, them? Like, exactly. What in the world? Yeah. So I have a whole box full of, of these because someday they're not going to be available and I'll still want it. But um, so that's true. That's, that's my other point. weird collection. Um, okay. Now, question eight. Occasionally, Eve will go. <laughs> this is going to be controversial. Occasionally, Eve will allow Peabody to stop for food, and more often than not, that <laughs> will be some sort of hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, it is a hot dog. You're saying two pieces of bread, but technically, it is two pieces of bread. It's just no, it's connected it's in the bun. middle. It's a, it's a folded bun. It, it's they're connected. Yes, but they're connected. But there are two pieces that come up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, devil's advocate. Fucking <laughs> sandwich. Okay. <laughs> it's a taco. <laughs> that question makes me angry. It does. It's more of a taco than a fucking sandwich. My heart hurts when you when you refer to a, a hot dog as a taco. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a wrap. It's a taco or a wrap, but it is not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Exactly. I, I refuse to answer dog. that question. Yeah. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's a hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot. <laughs> Number nine. What lessons are you taking away from 2020? Oh, so many. This is too serious of a question. <laughs> well, not necessarily. My, one of mine is that make sure you always have toilet paper. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Or you have a bidet. <laughs> yeah. I think I've learned to entertain myself more than 
I ever did before, you know, without having to have other people to interact with, or I figured out ways to fill a lot of free time if I had to more than I've had in the past. And to wear a damn mask when you're in public. Wear a mask. Yeah. Sarah? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I will say that something that has been really hard for me during this pandemic is I'm a hugger. And I don't, yeah. I don't get to hug anyone. And I guess that like my, I don't know, it's my hard. lesson is like, it's so like corny, but like just to appreciate physical human contact a little more. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Because I just, that would be just the greatest thing right now. If I could just hug someone. Yeah. Yeah. Totally with you. I don't have any deep like thoughts about what I learned from 2020. I feel like uh, for me, it, it's been a very much of uh, a, a, an eye opener as far as uh, my career is concerned, because, you know, um, how easily I because I was put on furlough for a while, like how easily that was done, you know, like we don't need you. Bye for two two months, you know? So, um, but also that to have a a job that you depend on that like lose and is it, is it worth it for the job that I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if I'm putting that correctly, but, um, Oh, it is. Yeah. I making sense. So I think I told you guys off the, um, off the podcast, but, um, the, the company that I worked at, the vice president of the company that's been there for, I think something like 30, 35 years, whatever, the entire time I've been there, he's been the vice president and he was my, my, you know, direct superior. Um, he's decided to retire. And that's one of the things he said, like when, you know, COVID happened and he stopped traveling cause he was traveling constantly and he stopped traveling. Mm-hmm. And then he, once he did that, it was like, Oh, wait a minute, this is kind of not, I mean, I don't have to do that. You know, I can slow down and maybe I can, you know, I can get stuff done around the house. Like, so that's why he decided like, why why don't I just retire? And, um, but he was in that position to do that. And so that's one of the things I've been thinking about ever since uh, this all happened to, I need to get myself into a position where I can do that. I can like slow down every once in a while and not have Mm -hmm. to worry about working all the time because you need to make that paycheck. So that's kind of, what I'm taking away, I guess, from 2020. Okay. Okay. So next question, besides podcasts and death, what is your favorite podcast? One of mine right now is called, and I will give them a shout out. Well, I feel like we all have to say basic snitches first of all. Well, basic snitch, of course. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I figured that one without saying, but yes. Okay. Our co-hosts, other podcast, Basic Snitches. Right. It's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful <laughs> podcast. I love it. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you need to give it a listen. It's fantastic. Um, and the other one that I listen to regularly, um, there's some other ones that I do listen to, but that those these two are really the only other ones I listen to besides ours, is it's called Setting the Tone. It's an ER podcast. Right. Um, it's a it's a bunch of millennials watching the show for the first time since they were kids. You know, they all kind of watched it growing up, but didn't pay much attention or didn't really understand really right. what was happening. But they're watching it now as an as adults in their thirties, and you know, who are you know have careers and families, and so they're kind of like 
their their perspective on it is very interesting and it's it's a lot of fun to listen to. So if you're an ER fan, check that one out too. All right. Um, well, one of my favorites besides this podcast, um, is it's a it's like a research podcast um on Sherlock Holmes. It's called Lighting the Pipes. I, as you all know, was like obsessed with the Sherlock Holmes stories growing up and still just a huge fan. So that's one of the ones that I enjoy listening to. Um, there is another, um, um, I have another group of friends that do one that's just them bullshitting about stuff. It's called uh, kind of sober. Um, and they will talk about anything from sports to theater to current events and everything. And because I'm a theater nerd, um, I highly recommend for anyone who loves uh, theater, especially musical theater. Um, it's called Josh Swallows Broadway. Um, it is um, Josh Lamont, who um, he's like a character actor on Broadway. He just basically interviews other Broadway performers. Yes. Yeah. And then also for like nerds who love things like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Um, the ringer.com has a podcast called Binge Mode which is one of my favorites. They did a beautiful Harry Potter deep dive, which is what I got into, but they're currently doing Marvel right now and um, highly recommend. All right. Yes, I've heard good things about binge mode and not just from you. So yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Also it's the ringer.com. So like they have everything. It's, yeah. you know, no, I know. I, uh, I've looked at it. I just haven't started listening yet. Yeah. So as a sports person, you know, there's plenty for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think I've, I've mentioned several times on the podcast that one of my favorite podcasts right now is the Faded Mates podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, most because I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the romance genre and mm -hmm. I have learned so much about the romance genre from Faded Mates. It's just really, and I've gotten so many great recommendations for reads, you know, I've got, all, I need to check you know, too, yeah. it's, it's really, really good. Um, mm -hmm. the other one I like, uh, right now is mother folklore. It's the Irish language podcast that, oh, um, yeah. that I listen to. I mean, that's just, that's really, I mean, next level Irish language stuff, you know, they yeah. really go yeah. deep into it. Which you're into, and that's awesome. Which, uh, yeah. And, and Irish culture and mm -hmm. things like that. And it's, it's just really, really interesting to me. Um, and you know, I mean, we've mentioned a few times that I'm, you know, kind of more on the liberal side of politics. I I like listening to political podcasts. None of us are. What? None of us yeah. are, right? I mean, um, and I listen I like listening to political podcasts, but one of my favorites recently um has been a podcast called The Bulwark. And it's actually put out by conservatives conservative yeah, republicans yeah and um right what i like about it is that they were anti-trumpers which i'm sure there's a lot of even among our listeners pro-trump people yeah. and I, I i understand that i'm i'm not one of those but um and these people aren't too and and a lot of what they said made so much sense you know i mean it's so difficult nowadays especially when you're one side or the other and it's all it's very tribal and it, it can get like you mm -hmm. can get into a um, a loop of what do, what do they call that feedback loop, you know, where you're just listening to people from your own side. 
And so an echo chamber. Yeah, an echo chamber. And and so what I like about yeah. the bulwark is I know these people are conservatives and they have a lot of opinions that I don't share. But right. a mm-hmm. lot of what they what they said uh, during the last administration made a lot of sense to me, even though it's mm-hmm. it's a more conservative uh, view of things. So um, I've been listening to that a lot, you know, just to hear something from the other side. Yeah, that's good. Know. Good for you. Next question is, if Mira's playlist contains some songs by Mavis Freestone, some people might be surprised. What band or artist would people be most surprised to find on your playlist? Hmm. Okay. I have extremely eclectic music taste. And it's from every, like, we talked to Caitlin earlier tonight and it's from every end of the spectrum. So I don't know that there's anything that anybody that knows me would be surprised to know. Hmm. But I have a lot of Eminem mm-hmm. on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I have everything from Eminem to Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. To... <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> to, yeah. No, not at all. Anybody who knows me, again. <laughs> um, no. I've got it all. It's just, I mean... I don't, I don't know that any, that anyone has like a specific type of music people, like obviously people expect me to be totally into like musical theater and right. Cause those are the things I talk about on here. Um, but I really like pretty much everything. I will say that like, I have, I have like this playlist of just random things that I like and people sometimes are a little weird when like Katy Perry comes on or something and they're like are are you an adult? and I'm like this is fun get out of here but <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I don't, yeah. I don't know that people are that surprised fuck y'all yeah. <laughs> I love them all just, yeah yeah I mean I, I I'm the same as as the two of you. I have very eclectic tastes so mm-hmm. I, I have a ton of different music on mine. We, if I if I was to name something that maybe people would be surprised about, Roy Clark. I mean, I've got uh, I've yeah, got yeah. also like um, some Dixieland. I love Dixieland music. Nice. Um, Hanson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hanson. No one should be shocked to hear that. I mean, my stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, you know. I mean, that's what was popular when I was. I won't. Yeah, I was. I won't finish. I was in. But I'll, you know, handsome will come up, and then after that, will be like white stripes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, and then, yeah. you know, extreme and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So. More than words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah, love extreme. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking more. Hair metal, man. Yeah, I'm thinking more of Cupid's bed. But um, I'll I'll ask you guys. You know, I'll ask your opinion on this. A friend of mine is really into like '80s metal, and she's just like very like focused on it. But her and I got into this conversation a couple weeks ago, and she, you know, she agreed with me. I said that nobody did the '80s metal. The '80s metal like ballad better than Bon Jovi <sighs> name one band uh, that had more success well, with them or did them well, better I mean, 
Success is different from better. They have really great ones. Like, well, okay. What what I'm what I'm struggling with is I don't see Bon Jovi as metal. And I, what, well, I didn't mean, I guess maybe not metal. No, I, I forget, like, just like the hair band power ballad. Yeah. Well, if you're saying that, then yeah, you, you might be right. But if I feel like I expect it from him. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody did it better because I mean, that was his niche. That's what they did was those songs. Right. I mean, can you give me really, I mean, other than, other than you give love a bad name and living on a prayer, can you name another like, Fast Bon Jovi song. Fast Bon Jovi. I can because they're one of my favorite bands. But can anybody else? <laughs> no. I didn't listen to a lot of Bon Jovi. <laughs> See, <laughs> but I bet you can name all their ballads. Right. I, I just, I just remember. Um, I have a very vivid memory of um, place I worked when right out of high school. I worked at a fast food place, and I had one of my coworkers who was a huge metal fan. And, um, this was, um, you know, Bon Jovi was already pretty popular, um, Mm -hmm. but she had gone to see one of, uh, their, um, concerts for whatever reason. She was a metalhead, went to a Bon Jovi concert and she came back and she was just complaining about it. And she was like, Oh, I'm sure Bon Jovi, he ain't no musician. Told me that it's like, Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, you know, I mean, there's always those people that think that their genre is superior to everything oh, yeah. else. And, you know, yeah. 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 But they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, how many people bag on country constantly or pop music constantly? And, you know, right. there's good, there's good stuff in every genre. Oh, I'm sorry. yeah. 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 And there's bad stuff too, but yes, there's also definitely. So, yeah. So don't give me this nonsense. <laughs> well good for you (laughs) you know come on i mean that's completely legitimate and can rock i'm not saying that he's bad i'm just saying i just never listened to bon jovi i know i know i mean i did that is yeah maybe that's my controversial opinion yeah i don't think i ever gave my my uh, years at the record store listened a ton of bon jovi You know, um, but, I, you know, some of my favorite albums came from my years at the record store. I probably would not have I probably would not know um, Kevin Gilbert at all if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, his his first album was with Toy Matinee. And okay. at the time, uh, the place that I worked had this thing where they had a every um, week or so they would pick out a guaranteed hit album that they wanted us to push. And okay. uh, one week it was toy matinee. I, you know, it, it, you, we didn't, we hardly had to push it. We just had to play it in the store. And, and generally when we played it at, there was at least one person in the store that would stop and go, what's this? Right. And would want to buy it. So, so um, but also uh, I, a friend of mine that I worked with who I never listened to split ends prior to that, but would play um, history never repeats uh, their greatest hits album constantly mm-hmm. in the store. And that's like one of my favorite albums because, you know, um, yeah. crowded house, uh, oh, crowded house. Temple yeah. of low men. 
I, I got yeah. from my days working at the at the record store. So crowded house. Yeah. So some of my favorite albums came from my days working at the record store. That's awesome. You know, and you know, my knowledge of some porn, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we talked about porn last week. Let's, let's yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that's going to go into an outtakes, I'm pretty sure. But um, <laughs> anyway, so the very last question is Rourke's past has been wiped of any record of illegal activity. What's the most illegal thing you've ever done? I killed somebody and hit a body. Mm. No. <laughs> I hope you had a friend to help you do it. I got away with it. No. <laughs> that was a joke for anybody listening. I do know exactly where I could hide a body in Michigan, though. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess, you know, I was 13 or 14 when I shoplifted. So that would probably be my, uh, yeah, yeah. that would probably be mine. And I might have maybe smoked pot once in college, but I lost my feet and I never did it again. So, yeah. (laughs) That's it. I'm pretty boring. (laughs) So there's an old abandoned amusement park near me. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's called um, Chippewa Park. And it's probably been abandoned since the late 80s. And um, we used to break in there all the time when I was like twelve or thirteen. That's really the most exciting thing. Like ever how done. horror movies start, <laughs> like, no, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But that's like that's the shit that I love. <laughs> no, like that's literally probably the worst thing I've done is uh, broken into that amusement park several times. Yeah. I'm boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm weird. It seems like we're all very boring. I, I will confess to you now that I have never, ever once done any illegal drug ever. <laughs> I, I mean, you. not even there's, people I have. there's a lot of people. I've had a friend of mine that was like, you know, wait a minute. You never even smoke pot? Like, no, nope, <laughs> never have. My mom grew up in this or like was a teenager through the 60s and she never tried pot. Yeah. And I know this because when my dad had his store, there were these guys that used to come in every weekend just reeking of, I mean, you know what pot smells right. like, right? Yeah. Everybody knows what pot smells like. And my mom would be like, man, they smell funny. And I'm like, like, mom, you know what that was? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it smells bad. Like, <laughs> like mom, that, they're, they're high. Yeah. They've been smoking. Yeah. my mom's so innocent and pure it's adorable it's one of those things where you know i mean i am i'm one of the younger of seven kids and uh i've had you know several older sisters and when they were in high school i you know i mean they were older than me and i didn't pay much attention to what they were doing you know i just didn't and it was only, you know, a few years back we had gotten this conversation. And I mean, the stuff that they were confessing, I was like, what? Like, 
You what? did what? what? You did that? Like, you know, I mean, one of them was. Like, oh, man, I could confess a lot yeah, of things, yeah. I mean, but none of them were illegal. But, but you know, I'm talking about the, the illicit drugs. I was like, you, what? You did what? You know, um, but I never did that. I never, I just never did. Um, but I will say that there was at least one incident that I know for sure. Um, I would have probably gotten arrested for drunk driving. One incident in particular that I did, I know I was drunk. Yeah. You know, it happens. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, so, and that was a long time ago. And, you know, I was going to say, you're not much of a drinker. I, so not, and that's, that's kind of surprising. <laughs> I, it is surprising because I don't. And, and, um, and uh, yeah, cause I can count on one hand, the number of times I've been drunk. Yeah. But I thought. you know, one time, you know, it just was one of those things where it was like, it hadn't worn off yet and I had to drive and you know, yeah, um, it happens. It, it is what it is. Got home alive. So yeah. just that you made it home. Made Nobody it home. didn't hurt anybody. So yeah. Right. So, and, and learn my lesson. Never did it Never again. Never did it again. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Do we think that episode is long enough? <laughs> I think now it's long enough. Yeah. yeah I do now, indeed. This be, now this please. is looking like one of our episodes, right? Yeah. Before it was like, yeah. no, this is too short. Absolutely. But this one is seeming like one of our episodes. Yeah. Yes. So, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, next week um, is Witness. Witness in death. death. And like I said, I'm I'm making my notes on where in the book I might where have thought Bork was a dick. Um, there are a couple. And we'll talk about it, I guess, when we get there. Um, so, and after that, I'm not sure again, unless I, I wrote it down. I just don't know what I wrote down. I think you did. It's, it's in... I'm trying to plan better, guys. But, um, no, I know you got it. It's, <laughs> I got it in the in my. Yeah, I mean, um, witness, and then uh, no, I didn't write oh, it down. Please. Okay, so maybe I think we know. We just don't know right now. Yeah. We know, but we don't know. Oh, um, somebody on Instagram suggested we do a, a podcast on Yanni's, so maybe we could do that. Oh, I did okay. see that. Yeah. Yep, I saw I that. I feel like that, that would, would be, be a good fun. one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a fun one. So, um, yep. Kate Alexandra said that she would yep, like to that would hear. be a good one because yeah, I think we all of us have thoughts on that. So and we've got we've got lists. <laughs> right. So yeah, let's do. So after witness, let's do a, a podcast on Yanni's. I like it. And then mm -hmm. after that, I think is um, what is it? Judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And after judgment, I think is when we go on our break. Yep. Yep. Okay. Judgment is the book we decided to break on end the season right. on because it's a big, big, important book in the series. Right. So. And after that, we have we we do have uh, shows that we've recorded, and and uh, we've got a couple of outtake shows. So you you'll still get shows. Um, yes. We just won't yes. be putting them out like normal you know yep. they'll be pre-recorded so hopefully they'll still be entertaining so anyway so like we said next week is witness and the next week after that we'll talk about yanni's um if you want to get a hold of us for any reason 
You can do that by uh, going to our website, podcastanddeath.com, or you can find us on social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Podcast in Death, or you can call the damn number because nobody else has yet. Uh, <laughs> number <laughs> is 205-476-2753. That is 2054-ROARK. Call us and tell us what your favorite book is and why. Or um, tell us what we should be writing a fan fiction about. Because we're still going to be doing that. Oh, yes. Or, you know, whatever you want to call us about. We're here to listen. Just call and talk to us. We want to listen to you. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's it for this uh, episode of Podcast in Death. So, uh, what do I say now? Oh, um, so I am. We sign off. Yeah, we're signing off now. So I am AJ. I'm Jen. I am Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> what do I say now? What do I say? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's it, Usually that in. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs>